Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Today we're going to pray for our nation and for many topics that it is facing in the current political climate that we find ourselves in. Paul tells us in the book of 1 Timothy when he gave instruction to the church of Jesus Christ that we are to pray for those who are in rule and authority over us. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he said this, I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires that all men be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and only one mediator between God and man, and that is Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified of in due time. What Paul is saying in this instruction to the early church of Jesus Christ is that whether they be good or evil, we are to pray for our leaders because it is God's desire that all men be saved. Remember that Jesus came, suffered, died, and was raised again to bring everlasting life to all who would believe on him and trust in his teachings so that everyone started guilty of sin. So even wicked politicians need us to pray for them that they might be saved, because if they are, then they will change and we will be able to live godly, peaceable, and honest lives. Whenever Paul gave these words and instructions, many of the governments that were over the early churches were very critical towards them. They were persecuting them. Many of them had to hide in the catacombs just to worship God. Yet in their hiding and in their being persecuted, they were crying out and praying for the salvation of those who were doing it. So we thank God for our godly politicians. We thank God for the men and women who are stepping up into these positions. We thank God for those who are fighting for the faith, for the freedoms, and for the liberties of the American people. But we also pray for those who are deceived by the enemy. Lord, save them. Lord, change them. Lord, make them new creatures in Christ. So as we pray today for our leaders and for the major topics that are on the forefront of the election this year, we need to come before God with fear and trembling, see what the Bible has to say about it and come into alignment with him. Or else eventually we will face judgment for the sin of pride and rebellion. The first thing we need to pray about today is the issue of abortion. This is a very serious thing in the eyes of God and throughout history, every nation that incorporated it eventually faced judgment and destruction. Because of it, God will not tolerate the shedding of the blood of the innocent. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, God says that before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. He says that he had a calling and a purpose for you, a plan for your life. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says that it is not God's will that any person should perish. 
And if he knew you before you were even in the womb, then he counts the death of the unborn as the perishing of a person and their purposes in the earth. Again, in the book of Jeremiah, God spoke very clearly in judgment against the nation when they had began to murder their children. He pled with the people to repent of this as he cried out on behalf of these children. He asked the people, why have you done this thing? He says, why are you sacrificing your children, which I never told you to do? Neither did it ever even enter into my mind for you to do such a thing. This is the words of God himself to a people who were killing their children, innocent babies. He said, it never entered into my mind for you to do such a thing. Why would you do it? But because of it, he had to pronounce judgment upon the nation in order to stop it. Because God is a defender of the defenseless. My friend, I tell you this, that every nation throughout history that has moved in violence against the innocent has been brought to destruction. And this I know that there are those who want to see America destroyed who know this. This is a very old tactic. In fact, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and God was with them because they were walking in righteousness and obedience to his commandments, which in actuality are just a way to walk in selflessness. There was no enemy that could overtake them or rise against them. So an evil king who wanted to destroy them, what he did was he sent insurgents in to convince them to participate in sin so that they would lose their protection and the judgment of God would come upon them so that he could overtake them. When evil men want to overthrow a godly nation, he gets them into sin because he knows that God is just and God must keep his promises for blessing or for cursing. So today, God, we pray for the children that have been lost to abortion. Lord, we speak it forth that we have no agreement with this thing and we pray for you to move mountains to get this wickedness out of our nation. Lord, we pray for the mothers who have been through this traumatic experience. Lord, that you heal their heart, that you find a way to let them know that you love them and that you have a place for them, that you can heal them, that you can make all things new, Lord, that you can restore what the enemy has stolen. Lord, we pray for healing for this nation. We pray for protection of the children and we pray for your mercy from judgment. To remember that there is still a remnant willing to speak out against the abominations of the land and say, Father, forgive them. They really don't know what they are doing. Lord, cause the people to rise up and voice their disagreement with the slaughter of the innocent. God, we pray against perversion in the land that it not be legislated, that we be forced to participate in it. In Romans chapter 1 verse 18, it says that all of God's creation was created to know what God ordained of them from the beginning. But because they did not want to obey or to retain a knowledge of him in their minds, that because of selfishness and pride and lust, they perverted the ways of God. 
and even the natural use of their own bodies turning to fornication and homosexuality which then led them into all manner of other sins and again caused destruction to come upon these peoples and nations because what God tells us to do is for our own good for our own health for our own protection and for the good of those around us because that it causes us to walk in selflessness but when we choose to be selfish and follow the desires of our own flesh we end up hurting others around us and we miss the destinies purposes and plans that God had for us So God, we pray for a people of purity in this nation. We pray for a people that will stand in alignment with your word and your decrees and your wisdom and say, I will not participate in that which perverts God's purposes in the earth. God, we pray for your hand of protection upon men and women of faith that they not be persecuted for standing upon their convictions when it comes to these issues of perversion. Lord, we pray for the sanctity of marriage the way you designed it because my friend, God designed it with a purpose to be a reflection and a similitude, an actual prophetic declaration of the relationship between Christ, the bridegroom, and the church, his bride. Paul tells us that this is the mystery. That reveals to us who Christ is and our purpose. That we are the bride of Christ. That we are to love him. To abide with him. To be his helpmate. To do the work of our husband in the earth. That he is to provide for us. To protect us. And to cover us. Even with his very life. Which is what he did on the cross. That's why we don't have to face the final wrath. That is coming upon the earth in the end. We have a husband. We have a covering. When we take communion, we are declaring that we are in marriage covenant with Jesus Christ. The church is his bride. And when that holy institute is defiled, is made unsanctified, is altered in any way, we are making a prophetic declaration in the face of God Almighty that we don't trust what he had to say. We've got a better way. Father, again, we pray for those who have been caught up in this sin because they do not know what they are doing, Lord. And we pray for all of those who have been in agreement with it because they do not understand your covenants nor the judgments for them. God, we pray for those who do, who are willing to stand on what you had to say, that they be protected and not punished for simply trying to obey. Father, we pray that people will make decisions in their respective elections based on your wisdom and declarations and not on their own logic or the leading of their emotions, which are so easily manipulated by the enemy, which the scripture tells us is the most cunning of all God's creations. How subtly does he deceive men into disobedience, just like he did to Eve in the garden. God, we pray that you move mightily against the child trafficking that has been exposed in this nation and even worldwide. Lord, we pray for the protection of these little lives. Luke chapter 17 verse 2 says that it would be better for you that a millstone be tied around your neck and you be cast into the depths of the sea and drowned than to be found to be one who has hurt one of these little ones. Jesus Christ himself actually said this, that it would be better for you to drown yourself 
than to be guilty of doing this. And that's because it would be better to face the judgment with your own blood on your hands than with the blood of one of these little ones. Father, we pray for the protection of the children. God, we pray for politicians to rise up who will stand against this, who will continue to press forward and press through to shine a light upon it and bring freedom and deliverance to those who are caught up in this thing. God, we need you to move mightily against this spirit of perversion that is trying to push an agenda of pedophilia in this nation. We have no agreement with it and the church of Jesus Christ has got to stand up and lift their voice and lift a cry to the heavenlies against this thing because I am telling you what I am seeing. There is a push in the government to try to legalize the abuse of children. We've seen it even pushed in some states already in California. They made it legal for a 10-year gap that it would be okay for an 18-year-old to have sexual relations with an 8-year-old. As long as it can be said that the child consented, but we all know that children will very seldomly speak against their abusers. So church of Jesus Christ, it's time to get on your face before the Lord God Almighty and start fighting for these children. Start praying for God to move against this wickedness. Be willing to speak against pedophilia and the legalization of it because it might seem a far reach now but in the next decade you're gonna see this thing brought out lord we pray that you expose it unto their deliverance and fight for these dear children god we pray today against unjust taxation god we pray against the incorporation of ungodly isms in the government whatever form that might take god we pray for your ordained form of government to take center stage because you desired for people to voluntarily give into charities that they might be able to seek you and your wisdom and decide where their monies are going and what agreements they are standing with because many are being deceived to believe that these socialist agendas are compatible with Christianity, but they absolutely are not. In fact, they are antichrist. They are the opposite of the teachings of Jesus because everything God ever said to do was voluntarily. Anything that is taken from a person without their consent is theft. It is breaking one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shall not steal. It says that you should not take a neighbor's land landmark his land his property his territory you shouldn't covet what another person has it says that we of our own free will must be willing to give to charities that the lord directs us to so that we come into agreement and put our monies and our resources and our prosperity towards the things that are pleasing to our king for example if the people are free to give monies as they see fit They will give it to a church to run an orphanage, but they can't afford to because they're being robbed by ungodly governments and forced to give it to the abortion clinic. Socialism does not line up with the teachings of Jesus. Socialism in every example in history always stood against Christianity. It always shut it down, silenced it, persecuted it. And my friend, we're already beginning to see the first steps of this, even in this nation, as we have seen churches shut down, as we have seen governors even ban people from worshiping, from singing songs, 
unto the Lord, even in their own house. Look it up, my friend. There are very evil decrees coming from ungodly men who have taken positions of power and authority that desire to make decisions for you that will affect your eternity. Lord, we pray that you convict them, that you save them, that you change them, or that you remove them and raise up godly men and women to fill their positions. Lord, establish your form of government, one that will love life and give all men the freedom to pursue you and your will for them. Lord, expose the Hamans, the corrupt politicians moving with agendas against your people to harm them. Lord, we pray for your will to be done in this election for you to appoint and anoint the leaders that are best for us because we can see that things are changing quickly. Give us the strength, the boldness, and the courage to be willing to speak about where we stand, to draw that line in the sand, or else we will be guilty of these wickednesses that are coming upon our land by acquiescence. We do not want to stand before God one day with blood on our hands because we kept silent, because we weren't willing to speak our alignment with the word of God. Lord, we remember that Paul said on his final day when he faced his execution because of the words that he had to say, that he said, I stand here innocent of the blood of all men because that I have not shunned to preach to you the full counsel and teachings of Jesus. You see, Paul said this for a reason because he knew that in the book of Ezekiel, it was spoken by God himself that if you see a man in sin and you do not warn him that he is standing in opposition to the teachings of the scriptures and he dies and goes to hell in that sin because he was still in agreement with it, then his blood will be on your hands. But if you preach the truth, if you speak it forth and give them the opportunity to make a decision, to come into agreement with the word of God and they receive it, then you have saved a man's soul from hell. But if they still choose to reject it, then at least you have saved your own soul and your hands are clean of it. This is what Paul meant when he said on his execution day that I stand with my hands clean of the blood of all men because I did not shun to speak to you the truth. I told you what was sin. I told you what was wickedness. I told you to come out of agreement with it. I told you to line up with the words and teachings of scripture and of Jesus. I pray that you receive it. I pray that it change your life and your actions and you walk according to it. That we all can stand before God one day and said, I believed you. I did my part. No matter what it cost me, I followed you with my whole heart. And I agreed with you before all men. My friend, we have to be willing to say that abortion is not okay. We have to find another way. Forcing people, pastors, and business owners to participate in gay marriage is not okay. Pedophilia is not okay. The theft of the working men and women's income savings and retirements is not okay. The silencing of the saints of Jesus Christ is not okay. 
the berating and targeting of Christians while all else is celebrated because that the Christians are the one who are willing to stand up to tyrants and evil men and say, no, I won't participate in your sin. So that men who love their wickedness hate them for it. It's not okay. Jesus said this in John chapter 7, verse 7. He said, but me the world hates because I testify against it that its works are evil. In John chapter 3, verse 20, he said, for everyone that doeth evil hates the light. Neither do they come to the light, lest their deeds should be reproved. Any government or politician that stands against the Christian is doing it because they love a sin, and they don't want it exposed to them. They don't want conviction. They love their selfishness. They don't want to repent of it and walk in selflessness because that's what Jesus teaches us. So, Father, we pray for conviction. We pray for a humbling in this nation. If it comes by way of stripping, then do what must be done to raise up godly leaders. Lord, change the ones that are there or remove them and cause the church to be willing to stand up and reprove sin. Your word says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove it. Let us be lovers of righteousness because the word is very clear that men will hate Jesus and his followers because that they love their unrighteousness, that they perish in the way because they did not have a love for the truth that he came to teach. Lord, we pray for wisdom for all those in the world that are facing these tough decisions right now. Lord, only you know the heart. You try the heart. You know what lies beneath. You tell your servants who to trust. You pick. Who will lead? This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.